Welcome to Third Eye Sight. Do you see spirits? Do you hear things? Do you want to talk about it? I'm your host, Juan, and I'm sharing with you my experiences with spirit, as well as interviewing folks who feel comfortable sharing their experiences with spirit. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and thanks for listening to my second episode. Um, I'm so excited to be launching this podcast, and to me, I consider a launch um, to involve my first three episodes, so I'm still launching it, and we're on week number two. Now, you might hear some noises in the background. Number one, there's a lot of construction going outside of my window across the street from me. Right now, my dog, Sela, is sipping some water, and you know what? We're not gonna We're not going to trash it. I'm not going to trash the noises, trash the dog, sipping her water, because you know what? Life goes on around us. I don't have a fancy studio to record this in. I don't got a bunch of money. I got my little Yeti mic that I bought that was a pretty penny in and of itself, and I got my computer. So I'm Gucci, just the way I am. So I'm going to share with you an experience in my childhood that occurred to me when I was about three or four years old, and it might have been the very first time I experienced spirit from what I can remember. And then I'm going to kind of end it with like my college years and an experience I had in college. It kind of brought me back, or I think was the start of bringing me back to my spiritual journey that I am in today. And those little pitter-patter feet, that's my dog, Sela. Hey, Sela. She's joining for the podcast. So when I was a child, uh, we lived in a townhome in Miami, in a suburb of Miami, Florida. And the townhome was a little creepy to me. I was always a child that was afraid of the dark, afraid of being alone in my room at night. And uh, I'm going to mention this only because I've learned I am not the only child that was afraid of a gorilla chasing me in the dark hallway of a house. Why did I ever fear a gorilla chasing me in the dark in the hallway of a house? But apparently, thanks to the internet, I've learned that other people have had that fear of a gorilla running after them as well. So I had a bunch of weird fears and I hated sleeping alone. I, I didn't sleep by myself for a very long time in my childhood. I was really not okay with the dark. So in that townhome, uh, we lived in that townhome until I was maybe the age of, let's see, 2000, the age of eight. The way the townhome was built on the second floor, uh, you have the stairway and there are two landings to the stairway. So one goes up one direction and then turns 180 degrees and goes up the opposite direction to go to the second floor. And at the first landing, there is a light, a stairway light. I'm at the second landing and where I'm standing at the second landing, I am facing the light of the stairway. So I'm looking down the stairs that are winding down away from me and then down towards me to the first floor. To my right is my parents' master bedroom at the end of the hallway. And I can remember this like it was yesterday. It's kind of bizarre how well I remember this house. And I was three or four. So I'm looking at the light. And I don't remember what it was. Like adult Juan speaking to you right now doesn't remember what made me look towards that stairway. Or I don't remember seeing anything in particular. But all I know is that I was staring at the stairway. And I forget whether the light switched on or switched off, but whatever it did, it did it on its own. I think it switched on by itself. And scared little Juan runs towards the master bedroom. 
So I run towards my parents and go, oh my gosh, like, oh, the light went on by itself or whatever it might have been off or on, but the light went on by itself. And oh my God, I was, I was scared. And my parents joked, um, this was, I think the movie Matilda had just come out or was on VHS and was really popular on VHS. And they joked, oh, you're like Matilda. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, okay. And (laughs) it's a very short memory, but I remember it so well. It's such a vivid memory for me seeing that light go on or off, whatever it might have been. See, that's the thing. I don't remember whether it went on or off in front of me. And I don't remember why I was looking at the stairway. Maybe my childhood self saw something that I have since then forgotten about. Or maybe my uh, my spirit just picked up on an energy in the stairway and I was just compelled to look towards it. And then this light switches on. Like, hello, that's, that's kind of bizarre. But this is not uncommon. A lot of children, uh, based on what I've read, what I've heard, what I've listened to from other um from energy workers and spirit workers, it's very common for children to see things, hear things. Um, sometimes uh, psychic mediums will pick up on quote unquote imaginary friends that children have. Um, let's say like a, a someone goes to a psychic medium and and the psychic medium asks them if their child has an imaginary friend and you know surprise surprise, it's not imaginary. it's actually the soul of your father or the spirit of your brother or it's just a spirit guide that is playing with your child um i definitely had an imaginary friend as a child i don't remember but my parents uh have told me that yes i did have an imaginary friend and it had a name and i forgot what the name was but my mother shared it with me once but apparently i gave it a name so who knows i don't remember having that imaginary friend but that's the thing what's uh, the reason children can experience these things so much more easily than we can is because they are not conditioned like we are to to doubt things um and something that i've learned is as i'm working on my intuition the more i have to think with my brain about something the less power i give to myself to make a to make a i mean an empowered decision um when i have to think too hard about something it means i'm not really listening to who i am um because i think i know the answer to almost every issue that comes across my plate is just about like following my true self. And when I, for me, especially because I grew up with obsessive compulsive disorder, this is very much the case when I overthink something. Um, it takes away from, uh, it kind of, it distracts me rather from listening to my true self, like my gut. So children don't have to struggle with that at such early ages because they're not really conditioned to have to overthink things or to double think things or rethink things or doubt things. So whatever happens to them, whatever they feel, they just blurt it out and they see it, they absorb it. Same thing with animals. Animals are not conditioned to uh, function like we do. So animals will very often see things. I've had my dog, I've seen my dog stare at something in a former home that I used to live in. And I wasn't quite sure what she was looking at, but I videotaped it and she was looking at something, and I don't think it was the mouse that lived with us. I had a mouse problem. Ugh. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't the mouse, because I would have seen the mouse. The light was on, you know. The picture was kind of clear. So, that was my childhood experience. And the next thing I want to skip to, I'm going to skip like, I don't know, 24 years <laughs> to college. I remember that I was on a, a trip for an acapella competition because I was in an acapella group in college. And we were staying at a Holiday Inn. And I remember 
we were walking from the outside of the hotel into one of the side entrances that leads into a hallway of a bunch of hotel rooms and a vending machine. It's like a side entrance. It's not the main entrance. And I'm approaching a T-shaped part of the hallway. So I'm on the, let's call it the uh, uh, the upper stick of the T. <laughs> Imagine a capital T. And I'm on, I'm on, I'm on in one hallway and I'm about to cross an intersection with a hallway that juts to the right. Okay. So as I, as I just finished approaching the corner where that intersection occurs, this flash of like brilliant colors and light just occurs at the corner of my eye coming out of the wall that is a part of the wall that is not too far from me in the hallway that juts to my right. And it looked to me like it was like a per- it looked like the figure of a person walking out of the like out of the wall walking away and out of the wall and like a, and they their figure was like a bright golden yellow and around them was all this white light and all these colors of the rainbow it was bizarre and i i had swore i'd seen it and i was not under the influence Um, I was not, you know, there was nothing that I did to my body or to my vision or to my brain that would have made me see something like this through an altered state of mind. Uh, it sure sounds like it, but I really saw this at the corner of my eye. And when I looked, like when I saw it for that split second and I looked to see what it was, because I had seen just that quick glimpse of it, there was nothing there. And, you know... Our eyes do play tricks on us, but the thing is, in that moment, I wasn't expecting to see anything. At that time, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't really conscious of the spirit world as much as I am now. Like, I I knew it existed, I had a belief in it, but I wasn't, like, as open about it or open to the possibilities of connecting with the spirit world or experiencing it. So I wasn't expecting anything in this moment, and it's like, whoa, what was that? And since... Like, I remember that night I thought I must have seen something. And since then, I thought, like, that must have been something because it's just too bizarre. I don't know if it was supernatural, but all I know is that I, I don't know. I don't know how my brain did that. If it was just my brain because it was random as heck. Um, and I'm wondering if anyone from my acapella group is listening to this podcast because I don't think I shared that with anybody from that group. I think I kept it to myself that night, which is kind of odd. I, at least I don't remember sharing with anybody. So today's episode is really, really short, more like story time. You're going to get some of these once in a while, some story time, storytelling. Um, and I just want to say one thing that I think is important. Um, since my first episode was about my experience tapping into some sort of mediumship ability, I want to disclaim that I am not professing to be a psychic medium. I just believe I have some kind of ability to channel spirit um, that I haven't quite experienced before and I'm exploring it. So I need to say that, no, I am not doing any type of consultations for folks. I am not selling a service. I am not offering services to do mediumship. Um, I am more than happy to you know, practice with somebody. If there's someone out there who would like to practice with me, I would be so grateful for that. Just so for me to test out and like kind of test run 
this this part of myself that I'm exploring. Um, but you have to know that I will not get it right 100%. And I may get it right for you, but I might not get it right for your friend. Uh, I am part of a mediumship uh, circle. And I won't share too many details to respect the confidentiality of the group, but I'm part of a mediumship circle uh, that allows me to practice this. And there was one week, there may be two weeks, where um, I was like, spirit was really strong and spirit was really showing me things that were accurate for the person that I was reading for. And there was a week just last week, I felt like uh, womp womp, like they weren't really getting a lot of, or they were not feeling like, they weren't feeling very related to the things I was telling them, the sitter, the person I was reading. So I'm not going to get it right every time. Uh, and uh, there was another little incident where I was I was talking to a friend and a, and a soul came through and ended up being very, uh, ended up resonating with them a lot. That happened just before the womp womp mediumship circle I had. And, you know, I need to be a little kinder to myself. There is no such thing as a womp womp when it comes to the spirit world. Like everything is, is, is experience and nothing is a failure. It's just about learning. And sometimes spirit is stronger. Sometimes it's not. Um, sometimes I get in the way. I notice that when I'm in a rush um, and I have just eaten something, I'm in a rush to get somewhere and I, and, or I'm in a rush to do some type of spirit exercise that I'm not really at my most calm. And when I'm at my most calm is when I'm usually a little more connected to spirit. But I can't say that 100% for sure because I'm exploring this and I don't know. I, I just noticed that the day that it felt womp womp, I was in a rush and I wasn't quite calmed down in preparation for the mediumship practice. So if you want to be my, uh, I'm going to call it guinea pig, but if you want to be a guinea pig with me, um, I, um, I'm more than open to doing that. But you have to know that I will not charge you. I will not... Uh, try to sell you something, some other service as like a next step. And I will not ever guarantee that I'm going to be 100% accurate. So you have to be open to me being wrong. And I'm okay with being wrong. I don't like it. I don't prefer it. Uh, It really hits my ego to be wrong. But it's not about the ego. This is about spirit. This is about your health. This is about your well-being. And that's the other thing. I will never, ever, ever, ever do a health diagnosis for you. Um, I might sometimes feel like, you know, you have neck pain or you have like stomach issues or maybe look out for your stomach while you're eating or look out for what you're drinking or look out for the kind of exercise you do. But I will never get specific because I'm not a doctor and I am not a Reiki master. I am not, you know, I might just get hints of something, but I will never tell you go get surgery or you have this, this ailment. So those are things you have to know about me as I am exploring mediumship and I, as I am launching this podcast. This podcast was launched because I had this amazing experience with mediumship abilities and with spirit. And I feel like spirit gifted me with that experience so that I can, um, well, to remind me that there's more to life than, as I said before, than what meets the five senses And I feel very called to share that message of other people, that there is more to your life than just your job, than just the way you look. That's a struggle for me because I I struggle with body image issues. So I I have to stop and pause at that one because I think this is also a reason Spirit gave me this gift of of these experiences and that one experience that helped me launch this podcast. It's to remind me that there's more to me than my physical self. 
and I share that with you, that there's more with you than your physical self. So TLDR, <laughs> this is not about selling a service to you, not about promoting anything that I am offering as a service to you. This is about sharing a message with you that there's more to life than what meets your five senses. And with that, I will close this episode. Thank you so much for joining me for week two. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as you're on your way to work, on the subway, in the car, as you are doing some dishes, as you're cooking a meal, um, as you are at the park with your kids and you are hopefully watching your kids, but listening in your ears to my beautiful, beautiful voice on this podcast. Wherever you are listening, however you are listening, Thank you so much for supporting me, for supporting this message from spirit that I am, want to share with you. The next episode that I'm going to release next week will be about the time I contacted the wife of Aaron Burr. It was very brief. It was not a big showy kind of supernatural event, but it was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. So tune in for that next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye.